bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello everyone, I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming up on today's program, China's manufacturing activity expanded at the fastest pace in more than a decade in February. And finance ministers stressed that China's local finances are mostly stable. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. The official gauges of China's factories, services and construction activities rebounded strongly in February, shaking off the impact of COVID after Beijing reopened the economy late last year. China's official Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index rose to 52.6 in February from January's 50.1, said the National Bureau of Statistics on Wednesday. The result marks the highest reading since April 2012, when it hits 53.5 and well exceeds the 50.5 expected by the economist. China's non-manufacturing PMI, which tracks activity in the services and construction sectors, continued to expand to 56.3 in February after 54.4 in January, indicating the fastest pace of growth since March 2021. Zhao Tinghe, a senior statistician with the MBS, attributed the improvement in economic activity to the accelerated resumption of work and production, as well as the reopening of the business. As stimulus policy measures further take effect and the country gradually shakes off the COVID-19 impact. Global markets chaired a big surprise in the PMI with Asian stocks reversing earlier losses, the offshore yuan perking up and oil rallying, as investors took a more optimistic view on China's economic prospect. The Chinese onshore yuan stood at 6.9325 against the US dollar today, while the offshore yuan strengthened 0.15% to 6.9480 against the greenback. Markets also expect the annual two sessions, which kick off this weekend, will set economic targets and elect new top economic officials. China's local governments were mostly financially stable last year, Finance Minister Liu Kun said in a briefing on Wednesday, adding that fiscal conditions will likely improve in 2023. He vowed that Beijing will allow them to sell a reasonable amount of special bonds to support investment. Liu said that the decline in land sale income had only a limited impact on finances, given that a small portion of that income was set aside for use in their general budget expenditures. The amount of funds that the central government has transferred to local regions in recent years has also grown quickly, Liu added, effectively making up for any shortfall. Liu added the overall level of government investment wouldn't decline. And meanwhile, the ministry will fully expand the domestic demand by boosting consumption, with measures including supporting trading of home appliances and continuing tax exemption for NEPS purchases this year. China's urban employment fell for the first time in six decades last year, and per capita spending also marked a rare decline, the new data from the MBS showed yesterday. The number of China's urban jobs dropped by 8.4 million to 459.31 million, the first drop since 1962. And per capita spending fell 0.2% in real terms, with spending made by urban residents down 1.7%. While retail sales also declined by 0.2%. Moving on to some regional highlights. 
Chinese provinces and regions have accelerated construction of major projects ahead of this year's two sessions, with the total amount of investment that has been made public by 18 provinces and regions reaching nearly 10 trillion yuan, media reported on Monday, with some regions yet to disclose these figures. The metro line connecting Suzhou in Jiangsu province with neighboring Shanghai has started trial operation with no passengers on board. The Suzhou Metro Line 11, connected to the Shanghai Metro Line 11, began its first test today and will start trial operation with passengers in the first half of the year, according to the government of Quenshan in Jiangsu. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future. Shenzhen has further eased rules for property purchases and lowered the age threshold for skilled workers seeking cheap public homes in the city. The city's Housing and Construction Bureau said it will provide 2,279 homes in the first batch of special security housing for talents this year. The homes are usually priced at 60% of the current market rate and for the new batch, the age limit for single applicants has been lowered to 30 from 35 years. Also, spouses and minor children without a hukou or household registration in the city can be joint applicants under certain conditions. The 133rd session of the China Import and Export Fair, known as Canton Fair, is scheduled to fully resume its offline activities on April 15 after three years. The fair will include a venue expansion for the first time, with the accumulated exhibition area increased from 1.18 million square meters to 1.5 million square meters, with over 30,000 enterprises participating, according to the organizer yesterday. A petrochemical project of PetroChina, the country's leading oil and gas producer, has been fully operational in southern province of Guangdong this week. The project, with a total investment of 65.4 billion yuan, processes 20 million tons of crude oil per year, while producing 1.2 million tons of ethylene products and 2.6 million tons of pyroxylene. As a key project to support the Greater Bay Area strategy, the project is capable of producing a full range of petrochemical products, including more than 20 kinds of oil products and 200 kinds of chemical products. Next on Industry and Company News, Country Garden Holdings said its chairman Yuan Kwok Kang, 68, had tendered his resignation because of his age and handed over China's largest developer by sales to his daughter Yang Huiyan, who has been co-chairman since 2018. The developer's Hong Kong listed shares jumped over 7% in morning trading. Yuan also resigned as executive director with both changes effective today. Chinese telecom giant Huawei Technologies set the 5.5-generation technology standard for broadband mobile networks will bring a tenfold increase in network performance over 5G in the recent 2023 World Mobile Communication Conference held in Barcelona, Spain, when Huawei showcased industry progress in the 5.5G era. The company said services with both immersive and interactive experiences will become commonplace and it expects that the number of online users of such services will exceed 1 billion, a 100-fold increase. 
Guangzhou Shipyard International, a unit of state-owned China State Shipbuilding Corp, said on Tuesday that it has completed building work of the world's first double-ended road-on-road-off hybrid passenger ship. The deluxe cruise ship built for UK's P&O ferries will leave Guangzhou for Europe within the week, the shipbuilder said. The hybrid ship will be powered by large-capacity batteries and mainly sail between the port of Dover in the UK and the port of Galette in France. Chinese nest giant BYD will launch a new electric car brand this year. According to sources, the Mark's first model aims to compete with Mercedes-Benz's G-Class SUV. The new brand, internally dubbed F, will take on overseas luxury brands BMW, Mercedes-Benz and Audi, media reports yesterday. The F brand will develop different types of auto products with their own characteristics to meet diversified needs based on BYD's technological accumulation, BYD said earlier. Earnings Reports Express Cansino Biologics and BGI Geonomics, the two Chinese firms that went from strength to strength during the height of the pandemic, have posted disappointing results for last year's as demand for COVID-19 vaccines and test kits plunge amid the lifting of the country's zero-COVID policy. Cansino locked a net loss of 902 million yuan in 2022, a big turnaround from the net profit of 1.9 billion yuan a year earlier. Revenue sank 75.9% to 1 billion yuan as sales of its jabs tumbled. MBGI expects net profit to plummet 44.4% to 812 million yuan as the price of testing reagents keeps falling. Revenue is likely to climb 5.3% to 7.1 billion yuan, around half of which is from its PCR tests. China's rising net producer Neo reported its fourth quarter deliveries to over 40,000, capping the full year at 122,486, an increase of 34% from 2021, the carmaker said in its financial results late Wednesday. Car sales in 2022 stood at some 45.5 billion yuan, up 37% year-on-year, and drove total revenue to 49.3 billion yuan, while its net loss attributable to shareholders expanded by 38% yearly to 14.6 billion yuan. NIO also predicted deliveries for the first quarter of 2023 to be between 31,000 and 33,000 vehicles, with revenue standing at 10.6 billion yuan to 11.5 billion yuan. Switching gears to financial news, the Shenzhen Stock Exchange and the London Stock Exchange Group signed a memorandum of understanding online on Tuesday, saying they will explore and promote multi-level cooperation in the areas of depository receipts, connectivity business, index products development, cross-border investment and financing services, and market cultivation and promotion. China Aoyuan Group, a Chinese real estate developer that is restructuring its debt, said that some of its creditors have agreed to delay bond repayment. A provisional group of creditors holding about 20% of Aoyuan's outstanding bond principal agreed the company's debt repayment proposal, the firm said in a statement late yesterday. Aoyuan has 12 outstanding US dollar bonds worth about 3.5 billion US dollars, five of which were due last year. Wrapping up with a quick look at the stock markets, China's mainland and Hong Kong stocks rallied on Wednesday as China's factory activity surged to a decade high last month. 
The benchmark Shanghai Composite gained 1% to top 3,300 points, and the Shenzhen component rose 1.1%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index jumped 4.2% to above 20,000 points, while the tech index soared 6.6%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.